150 episodes. Look at us. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. Yeah, here we are, and we are in a different tent studio today, so it's a special occasion. You need to get out of the normal situation, so we are over in the Luke Commons in Burlington, Wisconsin. Which is awesome. If you've not been here, if you're toying around with starting a podcast, they've got podcast studios, photo studios, um, office space, great coffee. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) So, today's drink is something a little special. It is Mobby, you, us, it's us, us, Brut. It's a Michigan sparkling wine, and the first ever wine we opened on this podcast was Bubbles for Your Troubles. Oh my God! Which is just a private label, Lake Geneva Country Meats version of this wine. So, I figured, hey, let's celebrate 150 by Bubbles for Your Troubles. Little Bubbles for Your Troubles, just without the cool label. I missed that label. I was thinking about that the other day because, you know, holidays. Holidays. And we need to bring that back. I love that label. And that was also one of the first projects you and I worked together at Lake Geneva Country Meets. It was, yes. Three years ago. Three long years, man. Short years? Long years? I'm blaming COVID for long years. (laughs) So today's episode is our 150th episode. And we're going to do something a little special. We're going to talk about... The last 150 episodes, or last 149, (laughs) the last 150 years, the last three years, and also we have a transition to announce. Yeah, we have a little announcement. Uh, I'm not pregnant, (laughs) Um, but I am drinking. (laughs) It is alcoholic wine. Let's be clear. Um, but I am moving on to a different job. So I am. This is my final week, actually, at Lake Geneva Country Meets. It is very sad, but we are very excited for Bridget because it's an awesome opportunity. It's all the feelings, right? We're sad. We're happy. We're uh, stressed out because fa-la-la. Fa-la-la. No one um, gets that fa-la-la reference as much as you, so I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss the gifs back and forth. Oh, those don't have to end. (laughs) Uh, So many gifs. Nobody else in Lake Geneva Country Meets is good on the gif game. Yeah, but we've really honed in those skills, haven't I we? I think so. <laughs> yeah, so so this is a big episode. We've got a little looking back and a lot of looking forward, and we're taking you along with us for the ride, as always. So it's going to be fun. Highs and lows, right? Highs and lows. Highs and highs lows. Highs and lows. <laughs> I like TM, Bridget. <laughs> that is a trademark. Gotta, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't remember exactly what the alt code for trademark was. Got to give me the cred, huh? So first thing. In our retrospective of 150 episodes. I got to say, Nick, you wrote a great outline for this. Oh, thank you. These outlines panic me because I'm like, I can't remember what happened yesterday, more or less 100 episodes ago. So Nick took lead on this. And thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. We have to talk about the alcohol first. Uh, duh, yes. And I want to say, <laughs> I don't like this bottle as much as I did three years me ago. Either, man. <laughs> it's flatter. <laughs> it's not as tasty. I thought about, I should have brought something else. <laughs> Um, in it's, addition to this, it's okay. Is Low Daily open yet? I know. No, not till like four o'clock. Come oh, on. actually, I think they're open early today because they're watching the World Cup. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Be right back, guys. <laughs> I know kidding. they're open at one o'clock to watch USA Wales oh, for sure. Shut up. They have a new Pilsner out. They have a Black Friday beer coming out that I know, I'm really excited I saw for. That. I saw. I think you commented or shared it or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm very excited for them. 
But this yeah. this wine is not as good okay, as it used I to be. I didn't want to like go out on a low note here, but yeah, it's not good. It's, it's flat. Yeah, it's just not as good. So I'm really it, like not age well, or did we just age? No, well? this is fairly recent purchase. They also didn't sell as well as they thought they would. They changed distributors. Huh. I think they got out of their skis a little bit. I think sometimes these companies think they're going to grow, you know, yeah. and it just it's, it it's just not bubbly. Enough. It's just not bubbly enough. It's not. Man, when it was bubbles for your troubles, though. Yeah, it was crisper. God. I think. I think I'm going to frame one of those labels. They're good labels. It was just so funny. Okay, sorry. We're really going off track there. Yeah, I uh, I like to think that we also learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot. It's about the journey. <laughs> it's about the journey, not the destination. So I have a funny quote about that that uh, I, I recently like, threw out. How many quotes can we throw in here? The Arsenal uh, All or Nothing documentary on Amazon, My Beloved Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> What? <laughs> they recently did like a hard knock style thing, uh, but it was on Amazon and it was incredible. And our uh, manager, he's this very inspirational person. He's very passionate. He's a Spaniard. And oh, the team manager I was like, yes, what are you talking he, about? In one of the team talks before a match, he goes to one of the players and he goes, Gabby. We also have three Gabbies on the team now. So, really? you know, he'd be big Gabby. Big Gabby. <laughs> What's more important? And he's got this like half English, half Spanish. Oh, yeah, that's Accent. funny. He goes, what's more important, the journey or the destination? <laughs> and he's got a whiteboard that he's drawn on. He's an incredible doodler. Oh, um, that's a skill I don't have. Yeah, it's really incredible. He does this knowing he's on film, knowing he's in front of like a bunch of grown men who are making 10 million pounds a year. All these things, <laughs> does it live. And Gabby's like, um, this is a trick question. Um. He's like, um, the destination? And Mikel goes, no, it's who you took it with. Ooh. And I'm fucking here with you fucking guys. Because he also like, <laughs> I swear a lot, Mikel is next level. Okay, this is off topic. But have you seen the movie The Way Out? The Way Back. I have not. With Ben Affleck. It's also about a coaching and he swears a whole lot. And <laughs> I watched it on the plane yesterday and it was awesome. The... <laughs> The journey, Bridget, is the what's journey. that we took together about yeah. drinking wine is what's important. We did a wine podcast. I, I thought we were going to, I was like, put that in my notes. We, we have a it. second season that we haven't released. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, life. Um, but I want to know, like, you have always been a drinker. <laughs> You've always been a real pro at this, Bridget. <laughs> you uh, are a great wine drinker. Yeah. Uh, you stay away from little white pills. You like... <laughs> Oktoberfest <laughs> beers, but I think wine is really what you oh. like. So have I managed to teach you anything over this well, journey of 150 episodes? I think you won't be surprised to know the most important thing you taught me, which is when we started, I when I started my job and the podcast, I was like, I know what I like to taste, but I can't just go to a wine shelf. Like, you know, it's all by country or by state or whatever. I always would just pick like, some red blend or not Merlot. With a beautiful you know? label. Yeah, beautiful label, red blend, because that is safe. So what you did was teach me that I like California Cab <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> I've reinforced your pre-existing bias. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? That's okay. Because sometimes you like what you like. I mean, what I wasn't able to do is verbalize it and just like be able to go to a wine place and be like, I know exactly that I need a California Cab and I will like it. I am glad to hear that. That's I feel so like I've important. accomplished something. I, mean, I know you take, I'm, we're kind of joking, but seriously, that's a huge gift. You also taught me that I can maybe drink Riesling. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it because I still don't know enough about it. I just need you to tell me this one's okay, but I don't trust myself to go and not buy something that's Holy disgustingly cow. sweet. <laughs> 
I have found it to be just this incredible challenge that will never end of can I find <laughs> a Pinot Noir, Noir for Bridget? Yeah, I feel like we found one, didn't we? That was like palatable. Yes. <laughs> I don't that remember That was what mostly it was. not Pinot Noir. I think it's been, for me, it's been really fun, like a professional challenge. I think about your palate, which has this really defined thing of what you like. I think about Sarah, who has this like incredible opportunity to just like pick random stuff out. And same thing, can't quite verbalize it, yes. but she like knows what she knows. And it's like, how do you, I could blind taste you on like 20 different wines and you'll be like, that's the $15 California Cabernet. Oh, I loved those games. Sarah will pick like all sorts of random stuff too, where she's like, this is the one from where I like it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's been a really interesting, like, hey, dummy, <laughs> not everybody's just like, I'll try a bunch of everything like me. Like, yeah. I'm very like, I'll try whatever. whatever. I, there's something to like in almost everything. Yeah. And I can taste these different things. I'll try it. But, but <laughs> there's a lot of people that I think really like zero in on one tasting note or mm-hmm. one thing, and that's what they want. And that's cool. So it's been really helpful for me. To have that experience of learning, hey, this is like what you zero in on. You are the average wine drinker, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, that's okay. So I talk about this with my sister a lot. Is she the average wine drinker now or am I? Because I've, she thinks I'm kind of a snot about wine, which I, she's not wrong. I'm a snot about it and I'm a snot about coffee because I know what I like. So if you want to call that snotty, go ahead. <laughs> I would say I would consider you the average wine drinker, especially in terms of like what we see in the store. Mm, Which is good point. the person that's the average wine drinker in America. There's, two, I think it's really bifurcated. Okay. So obviously there's a top 2% that, you know, yeah. whatever. Not me. They don't count. <laughs> but you're seeing people really get into, and this has been a change that's been predicted for the last 10 years in the pandemic. More on that later. Oh, God. Has really changed this as people now are like, I'm going to spend 15 to $20. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be a lot of money $10, $10, yes, $10, 10, dollars, 10. Yeah. And now I'm going to spend 15 to $20 and I want something that's red, that's bold, mm-hmm. that's smooth, and I want it from California. And so it's been this evolution. How can we find these bottles? How can we make sure that this is what's getting in front of people? Do we have to look at something that's not all Cabernet? Do we have to look at something that's not from Napa, that's from the North Coast region? So I think you're kind of the average person in terms okay. of like, I want something that's red and drinkable, has a yummy degree, yeah, and I don't feel like crap the next day. Because <laughs> people are drinking less overall. Uh, really? Yeah. Who people? <laughs> <laughs> Who people are the you? Broad <laughs> Who are you? The broad statistics. Who are you? The broad statistics. You do not live in the Midwest. Um, I think the other thing, we always, uh, as my journey to understanding my type of wine evolved, we talked a lot about how we can help customers verbalize it yeah. too. Like, And we toyed around with a million ideas of like, okay, a customer comes in and they try and describe, you know, what I did when I started like working with Nick was like, uh, I don't like things that are too dry, but I want it to taste like something, not dirt and <laughs> whatever. I learned tannins. I learned, you know, how do we help customers do that exact thing? So it's, I, I don't know if we've come up with, you know, we tried to like develop a program around it, yeah. which is just so hard because it's so personalized. I increasingly don't think there's a way to do it because like vocabulary is so different for everybody. Vivino almost has the best thing mm, yeah. of, they have so many data points I think the best way to do it, and people always ask me how you learn these things. I'm like, well, I drank a lot. <laughs> but I really do think that's the only way you can really learn. Yeah. And 
what you think is dry and what I think are dry are going to be different. And what you might say is brambly and what I might say is brambly are different. But if I can give you three bottles that we've both had brambly. and you say, I like this, I don't like this, but I like this the most, yeah. then I could say like, okay, I know what, what these taste like. Mm-hmm. So I know what you like comparatively speaking. So I think that's, and like Vivino can do the whole, okay, if you say you think this is good in this and you say this is good in this, here's 500, 500 other people that have said it's the good in these thing. things. And yeah. then they can do, and what Vivino always ends up doing is like the like chop shop red. Oh, like yeah. that's what people settle on. And that's interesting. Like that's done by this company called Wink. W-I-N-C, that's like a consumer focused yes. and they do a lot of mailing wine. Yeah, yeah. And they do a lot of driven by chemistry wine, oh. I would say. It's funny because I buy Chop Shop a lot as just like a yeah. bring to a friend's house. And it's developed to be like, okay, this is what people want. This mm. is like how much tannin they want. This, so they develop it out of that as an industrial process instead of we grew the grapes and this is the wine that the grapes make. Huh. Um, I will say I also learned, I used to think that there was not going to be a bubbly I didn't like, but I have found bubbly I do not really like. Like, I always had a preference. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately what we're drinking right now. Um, But, like, I I don't like too sweet, but even we've tried a whole gamut of, like, drier, and there are ones that I'm like, ooh, I just don't know about this. Prosecco's still not a winner. There's been some kava that's been bad. Riesling sect has not been... uh, Riesling sect. We've had some German. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not been a hit. And the other thing that we did was you were, you talked about our palates and obviously everyone has a different palate, sour beer. And how I, when I taste sour things, I get the bile taste, like vomit bile. (laughs) And he's like, oh, that's a very specific palate. (laughs) I was going to ask, have we found any ready to drink cocktails? Oh my God. Any seltzers? How many have we tried? (laughs) This was on my list too of like cocktails. Um, we had one, and I believe it was purple striped, and it was a French 75. Yeah. It started with a P. Um, I can't remember. I can see the can in my head. Um, but it. here's the thing. Don't give me rum, whiskey, bourbon, or anything like that in a can. You can give me gin and vodka in a can, and it will be fine, but it will never be as good as the actual cocktail. <laughs> That's what we've learned. I was talking with my dad last night. He came over for dinner. He had... Uh, these leaping lemonades that are leap vodka oh, yeah. with a robinade. Oh, Robinade's really delicious. Leap vodka's. Yeah, but robinade isn't isn't robinade pretty sweet still? Pretty sweet. Yeah, and it's just not that good. No, like it's just like I can taste the canned lemonade vodka. And I always think Ugh. the like, how hard is it to just. With vodka and lemonade. And my dad said it's easy for me. This is easy for him. Like, bro. <laughs> I get it for the boat. Like, we talk about that. Okay. If we're going to the beach or you're going to the boat, fine. But no, it just never tastes as good. Seltzer's also, man. Sarah GTFO. has it right. <laughs> Have your Waterloo or whatever other bubbly water you like. And put some vodka in it. She yes. has it right. That's I have been doing that since way before seltzer was since a thing. Since age 16. You know what I did? <laughs> the best drinking, not the best, please <laughs> don't erase that right there. <laughs> You're going to all judge me. One time, Brittany and I went out drinking wow. ages ago in Milwaukee, and there was um, grape UV. And yes, I was that old. <laughs> Gross. I was UV level old. And um, Aquafina had a grape water, not sparkling, a, a still grape water. And we drank those two 
all night. And we woke up the next day and we're like, we feel great because we hydrated. Well, we dehydrated. Look at us. We're adults. Like, it's like a vodka Red Bull. It was ridiculous. Oh, no. Upper and down. I watched someone make a vodka Red Bull while I was sitting at a bar at the wedding this weekend. And I was like, I can't even watch you pour this. Like, I want to throw up. I think the funny thing about you and Brittany going out drinking grape UV like is based on ago. your age difference. <laughs> yeah. One of you was too old or too young. Like if, <laughs> That's if, true. if you were in the prime UV grape drinking age, she was too old for that. And if she was in prime, <laughs> yeah, you're you right. were way too one young. One of us was definitely. Like one of you were in the wrong. Because there's like a three to four year age window for that, which yeah. means. <laughs> I wonder if I was underage and we just like drank at my house. I don't know what we were doing. But... I can see it like. Bridget, I got something really good. No, it was definitely my idea. (laughs) So I'm sure I was in the prime UV phase. So she was humoring you. Maybe, yeah. Very nice of very nice of Brittany to do that. I don't think we'd be caught dead with a bottle of UV now. (laughs) Oof, okay. Any uh, standout drinks to you that you can remember, like that specifically? I I can't. I struggled with this one because I'm really bad. This is annoying to me. Like, we've had all these amazing things over yeah. three years, and I can never remember their names. They like, all blend you, together to me often. But you remember too. names so much better. If I see the bottle, I'll be like, I know I've had this, but I don't know if it was good or bad. I thought it was really fun to do the Pinot Noir ridiculousness, and the Marcel we opened was really delicious. Yep. And I was so pissed you didn't like it. Like, I swore <laughs> that I'm like, I found this thing. It has tannin. It has yeah. some red fruit. I'm like, she's going to like that. I really enjoyed that one uh, because it was a win-win, right? Either I finally you know, found something that you liked, uh, or I had this very good perfect bottle of Pinot Noir to drink by myself. Drink with Sarah. Um, I remember for some reason, like Mershon cider sticks out in my head as a distinctly, I don't even know if it was a podcast thing or if it was just like the beer festival, but I remember like that just sticks out to me as a, I've never have, I would, I've never drank that before until this. And it's so yummy. All of it them is. are delicious. And Joseph's such a nice guy. Yeah. Guy. A, a nice guy. I was saying dude. And then dude. I said guy. He's a die. He's a die. <laughs> yeah. I, you'd think it would be a wine, but we've had so many good wines and I just, I, again, am happy to know that I'm thrilled with a $15 bottle of Cab, and it's not always the $50 bottle that I love. Like when we did that taste test of the different levels, it wasn't my favorite. The most expensive bottle was not my favorite bottle. Drinking wine in the back of the truck recording a podcast. That was a good time. Oh, yeah. I was like, what truck? I'm thinking of like a pickup truck bonfire, like, you know, high school style. And I'm like, no, bro, that's UV. That's UV vodka. (laughs) That's UV time. Great. (laughs) That is not red wine time. (laughs) Oh yeah, so it's it's been a journey of drinks. I wish we had a list. I'm sure we do somewhere. Half of our old outlines are on Google Drive still, I think. Yeah. RIP Google Drive. RIP Teams. <laughs> so anyway, what about you? What were your favorites? I think just I really remember the Pinot Noir. I think yeah. the actually really enjoy every time I get mad and just go open something stupid. Oh yeah, me too. I I enjoy that. That's kind of who I am as a person. I mean, I love when it's a total miss too, like Easy Tiger. Yeah, I couldn't get that out of my mind, but like that was very recent, obviously. Yep. So it's not a very fun retrospective. But we've had some misses. Generally, like there was there was a canned cocktail episode where I just like couldn't even. Oh yeah. Them. And I was like, listen, I'm trying to be nice here, but blah. should we talk about the feet seltzer? Oh my god. Oh, that was like one of the first things we recorded, wasn't it? And, and I will never still live it, it down. down. <laughs> it tasted like feet. <laughs> and they acknowledge it was bad. Yes. So I'm sorry I called you out. I love supporting local and we have more than made up for it. Oh, yeah. I have been very kind and 
And I'm not ma- I'm not just blowing smoke. That was terrible seltzer when it first It was started. awful. And it was gray. You can refer to the video. Remember when we used to record on video? That was quite a while ago. Guys, have you been around for all of that? <laughs> I used to have to, one day I showed up at Nick's and he's like, well, we're going to be on video. And I was like, Fuck, I haven't even brushed my hair, bro. Like, Looked fine. I look Looked fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's nice to not have to look like a human. <laughs> That's going to bring us to our next segment, oh, which perfect. is all the favorite products we recommended. <laughs> Yeah, yours are funny. The best product you recommended, I think you just kind of brought up. Oh, which one was that? The uh, Monaco treatment or whatever. Oh, the, oh, no. Um, oh, my God. Why can't I think of what it's called? Uh, but, but something with a B. Shit, what is it called? I just did it to my hair to get the brassiness out of yeah. it. Yeah. I can't think of what it's called. Because when we first put you on video, you did not even have the iron removal from your hair. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of what that's called? And now you have it. Sarah uses it. Dude, it's so... Honestly, I think I'm going to dye my hair dark because I'm so sick of it. I thought about it all weekend because I have a bomb dress for the gala coming up. And I was like, I think I need to dye my hair dark. <laughs> I've never gone dark, and I hate it when I do, but here I am talking about it. Well, how— Oh, Malibu treatment. That's Malibu. That's called. Monaco. Okay. That's I what I thought want, was Monaco. I kept wanting to say beach treatment, and I'm like, it's not beach. So Malibu treatment was a great one. I hope other people with hard water have listened and buy it in bulk on Amazon. That's the way to do it. Um, I have a few other of my favorites. I'm going to save my very favorite for last because it makes a multiple-episode appearance— not the one you're about to talk to, because that makes a multiple multiple episode appearance, too. <laughs> like to talk about my water pick. Did you know that Nick likes Huge his water pick? Huge fan of it. It is great. <laughs> and really, the true game changer with it is to fill it with the scope, half scope, oh. half water, Whoa. and your mouth will never be so clean. Now, that's a little expensive, <laughs> because like to fill the tank, you're like, you know, a lot of this. Uh, <laughs> and mouthwash ain't cheap, just like everything ain't cheap anymore. But if you want a really solid, clean, like minty fresh or pepperminty fresh or whatever, you know, bubble gummy, uh, the water pick, man, I am all here for that. Uh, I think we spent five episodes discussing it, and there's a reason for that because it is the best. I mean, the product I want to talk about at the end here, I think makes more than five episodes appearances. I'm not sure. We'll battle it out in a minute. Um, I made a few Etsy recommendations. I, I was wondering go, when Etsy was going to come I up. I did go back and dig through and like, I always feel like ashamed when we recommend something on Amazon like I just did. <laughs> I said, go buy it on Balkan Amazon because Etsy is obviously the superior place to buy things. Um we, it's a great place to buy gifts. Husbands, if you're listening, you don't need to go to K Jewelers and spend $700. Just go on Etsy and buy like a birthstone ring for your wife or a fun, trendy necklace or a something with their children's name on it. It's, I, you know, great. So Etsy in general, I've recommended quite a few things on there. I know some kids' sunglasses, um, good place to get ornaments, like very personalized ornaments. There's a very adorable charcuterie board ornament that I recently saw. Just saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Etsy all around been my favorite company to recommend from. How about that? Talked a lot about Peloton, too. Been a lot of crap <laughs> about my Peloton. I was going to ask you updates on your Peloton as commercials are starting again for the holiday season. It's still great. It's still great. You get on it. They have, like, some new modes that they've added over the last 
year as they've <laughs> lost subscribers that are fun. For sure. Um, that it's called Lane Break, and like it's you chase things kind of, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kept kept adding more. I like the rides where like you're. They added one of like Hyde Park recently, so oh, you're biking nice. through Hyde Park. Ooh, I like that. Um, I like that a Hilly. lot because I'll watch that while I'm biking and sure. like put on my own music. They've oh. made. Um, I thought like that was part of what was so cool. If you do the classes, yeah. Yeah. And they've also, so like some of those rides were annoying because it's like some crap music you didn't want. You're like, okay, I'd like um, to do Hyde Park, but I don't want to listen to 90s reggae. You know, because it's like. <laughs> thought you were about to say 90s rap, and I'm like, I do want to listen so to that. So they've now changed that where you have some options. They okay. keep getting better. Good. I still think the best part of it is the stretching classes. I was just going to ask, you still do their other yep. classes. And that's like really what helps the most for okay. me. All right. Uh, I think we've all learned from when we were younger to now that you're supposed to do your aerobic first, then stretch, not stretch and then do your aerobic. Like you you need to get a little sweat on and then stretch. I hate when I see people like walk in a gym and start stretching. I'm like, you're just hurting yourself. Yes. (laughs) You need to get your little sweat on first. God. Yeah. Peloton. Do you like, uh, are you guys still like water bottle and shirt Peloton people? They send those for free. Oh, so like when you hit, uh, workout milestones to oh, send them to you for free. So that's, that's why we have those. Great job. Yeah. Peloton. Fucking Peloton. I hate that their commercials are coming out right now because I I pay attention to this stuff a lot. Went to school for advertising. I love, love, I love commercials. So I love paying attention to them. And I'm like, the tune of their commercials has changed from this like, we're badass, fucking work out with us. <laughs> and that's how they were. Right around COVID, right? Yes. And now they're like, I feel like they're like sentimental and generally much more chill. I think Ryan Reynolds destroyed them. Why? Do you remember the Peloton girl that got all the crap for oh, the? Oh yeah. And then he got her to do the aviation oh, yeah. gym commercial. Oh my god. That made god. it seem like she was a hostage in a horrible marriage. Oh my god! I forgot about all. And then that. he like did that, and now he owns Wrexham FC. Love him. Oh, Ryan really? Reynolds. I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Spirited, also out. We were just talking yes. about that. Heard it was awesome. So Ryan Reynolds, Put product recommendation list. right <laughs> there. Man recommendation. All right, are you ready for maybe our most talked about product? Yes. Although I'm starting to what think. What is this? I'm starting to think the water pick was uh, more talked about. The nugget. Oh, the nugget. <laughs> I totally forgot. Did the nugget's like just that? such a part of my life now. I know. So I was looking at old outlines, and it's like, Nugget, nugget. Should I get the nugget or the phonasium? We bought the nugget. I got a nugget. We have two nuggets. And I'm like, oh my God. We talked about the nugget like 10 episodes, I feel like. The nugget is key. Also, I'm still going to talk about it because it's still great. We had a, we turned into a bed recently for like. Oh, hell yeah. uh, I can't remember what, but this crazy, beautiful bed for Simona for her napping. You know when you're going to love that? When you take her out of her crib and she falls out of her bed. So you can put it next to her bed. We... Yesterday, she just decided she wanted her mattress out of her bed into a corner like it's at daycare. Oh, sure. So we do that a lot now, too. I, the she just likes to sleep the, on the floor. <laughs> dude, hello. For year, I would say a year. When we took the one side off of Lucy's crib, she just slept on the floor. But we didn't have the nugget yet, so we just, like, slept on the floor with her. It was really Sounds great. like we need to get another nugget. Okay, here's the thing. Great job marketing team slash production team at the nugget. Nugget? At the nugget. They the have. Nug. They they constantly come out with new patterns that we're all obsessed with. They have Disney, they have Monsters Inc., but now they have corduroy. 
Have you seen this? They have no. corduroy fabric. And I, I think when, Sarah said something about that, but I haven't seen it personally. Well, because once you're on your email list, man, you just want a new nugget every month. Um, we we used to have these like brown corduroy couches when we were younger. I don't know. Oh, what, yeah. We had them too. Yes. And I, I think everybody them. had them. So I'm like really trying not to buy like a corduroy nugget out of just nostalgia. But I want 100 nuggets. They're nostalgia, so it's powerful. Maybe I'll just buy the triangle pillows in the corduroy. <laughs> The triangle pillows are where it's at. I'm going to keep talking about the nugget forever. Get a nugget, people. The end. The last three years have been, I was talking to your father-in-law a little bit uh, this morning. Yeah. And... Uh, he of course had a zinger about, I said, yeah, you know, celebrating Bridget's last week. He had a zinger about, I would celebrate that as well. Oh gosh, Tom. Tom. <laughs> uh, but we're talking about the last three years and I said, yeah, it's, you know, our 150th episode of the podcast. It really has been quite the three years and it has been, I know, especially in our lives. I think for me, I kind of trace, I've had an exceptionally crazy what more can happen in life since my grandma died six years ago of just like Was the, it six years ago. Yeah. Like oh, family. Yeah, you, really? Yeah. Like family job <laughs> world, Donald Trump. Fuck. Like <laughs> it's just been like a nonstop of like, could I have one month of normalcy? Chill. And there's not been a month of chill in six years. Yeah. Nick and I were talking about the other day, like, is it possible that 2022 has been worse worse than both 2020 and 2021? And the answer is absolutely. Absolutely. Because 2020, you, everyone could do whatever the hell they wanted because, like, everyone everyone was a disaster. 2021, you're like, oh, you still got excused. Like, COVID was still around and you were uh, excused for doing some weird things. 2022 is just like, life is normal. Go. But nothing is normal. And so it's just this, like, chaos for everybody every day. We've had these structural changes to the world that we refuse to acknowledge. We There's a million people dead that should not be dead. Average life expectancy has gone down two years. We mm. haven't had migration into America for three years. Longer, if you count the Donald Trump presidency. Mm. Yeah, We, we wonder why there aren't enough people to work. Well, it, people know. died early. People retired early. People got a lot of free money, too. Though. And we don't have the migrant workforce we normally have because mm-hmm. of politics and people not wanting to move with this disease. Oof. Do you know, have you flown recently? Uh, not since April. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, you still had to wear I, a mask when I flew. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. So I flew in last night. Um, so we were on a trip uh, for three days and it was like, it was fascinating to me because I generally count myself as like a pretty, I don't know how to describe it, but like, uh, I just kind of do what I'm told. Like, wear a mask. I'll wear a mask. Cool. I don't. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm kind of like, okay, we don't have to wear masks. Okay, but I found myself internally panicking a little being at the airport without a mask. Yeah. I was like, oh wait, shit. If nothing else, I don't want to get the flu. But then I was like, doesn't matter. All these people are breathing on me. You know what I mean? And it was this like, why do I even have to think about this again? And still, you know. And but a lot of people still had masks on. I think I might still wear a mask when I fly, just because, especially this time of the year. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In the summer, maybe not as much. I don't care. But this time of the year when, like, I usually kind of get a little worn down and a little sick anyway. Yeah. I'm like, "Mm, I have to get my flu shot COVID booster still. I'm behind. (laughs) I know a clinic that does it. (laughs) I know. And that's because I'm trying to schedule it there. But I 
like I need to hit it like the last week of October. Mm-hmm. So I don't so have anything. <laughs> yeah. Or I need to hit it the week after Thanksgiving because I don't want to be sick this week and yeah. I don't want to be sick. You yeah. Know. So because it's always the a possibility. will do it too. <laughs> Shout out, husband. Way to go, hubs. I'm taking a quick divergence here to say happy engage anniversary to my husband today. Oh. Ten years ago, I think. Happy engage anniversary. That right? That's why I brought the yeah. sparkly <laughs> wine for you. We got engaged in 2012 on this day. Aww. It was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving then, and it was the best night ever. Yes, because we got engaged, but it was just like a bomb. It was the perfect combination of celebration and love and wonderfulness. It was great. Aww. So Thanks, Ty Ty. Love He's you. He's going to be available to see his texts soon, so I'm going <laughs> to... On lunch break. Um, we yeah. are recording early, so he probably shouldn't call us during recording for he once. He did call me already. Oh, God. <laughs> so he did call me, so I sent a quick email. Um, yeah, so sorry for that uh, no. delay, but that was exciting uh, because I don't... like. 2022 has been a real struggle. It has. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I think about it all the time. Like, all right, 2022 is almost over. Can we stop blaming things on, like, the world? I'm like, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's it's just been a struggle. <laughs> I think such a big part of why it's a struggle is point B on what I have here, which is the politics. Mm. And everybody's like, oh, be glad election season's over. I don't get these texts anymore. You didn't get texts every two minutes from political people until three months ago. That's true. You, the constant bombarding of negativity, we all know negativity sells and we know negativity gets results in political ads. It's just how humans are wired. But I wonder at what point it's going to break because I think either we're all going to kill ourselves or that dopamine thing of how negativity. There's been studies on kids and video games and how that affects your dopamine levels mm-hmm. and uh, social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're adjusting because of how much they get hit with social media. Yeah. And I wonder what point that's going to happen to everyone else, too, where oh. it's not going to work. But I think that's such a big part of why we've always, you know, the last 30 years, said, oh, the 24-7 news cycle, the 24-7 news cycle. It's not even that's 24-7 not, now. Yeah. It's every 30 minutes. And I think that's part of why everything's just so worn out is it's constant negativity I was just with say, everything. Yes, people have become just brazen. Like there we've lost the complete empathy, just period. People have lost the will to be empathetic towards others. And I know that everyone a lot of people listening are probably like, Yeah, man, we know, but what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, I we sat by a mom on the plane. And I, ter- I just said to her, or no, in the security line, you know, there was lots of families, uh, of course. And I just said to her, like, your boys are doing great. Because, like, the kids were really well behaved. And I, that's, like, the one little thing I'm trying to do of, like, yeah. hey, maybe that completely kept her from crying because I've traveled with my kids. Or maybe, you know what I mean? And I'm like, we've lost that. Like, what if we just gave one stranger a compliment a day? Wouldn't it be so much nicer, everybody? <laughs> I think it's hard, too, because everyone has their own stuff that they've dealt with through COVID or whatever. You look at yeah. nurses and they said, you know, screw you. Yeah. I had to do all these things. But then you look at retail workers and it's like, screw you. I didn't get a raise and I yeah. didn't get personal protective equipment. Yeah. And then you look at teachers and they're like, well, I had to pivot to remote. And it's like, well, screw you. You got summer off. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone's just mad. You want to be nice to these people. But instead of being like, hey, we all had a tough people like I had it the toughest uh-huh. because. Because this, because that. You're and right. everybody's had something. Uh, my mom says something really smart to me that I've always really took personally and try to remember. 
growing up and I'd say, wow, we are rich because we have this and they don't. Or, wow, we're poor because they're rich and we don't have this. And she always said, you know, just contextualize that. Everybody has something a little different and everybody's really just about the same. Yeah. And I think it's too easy to think your circumstances are exceptional. And mm. it's too easy to say we're the only ones going through this. Yeah. The walk a mile in another person's shoes thing is gone. And I think a lot of it's due to influencer culture, which we talk about a lot as oh. well, of you that's... see these people that look like it's a perfect life. Mm-hmm. And you, you think, have to be able to know that's fake is the thing. I don't think people do. I know. And I can't fathom that because I consume it. I'm fascinated by it. It works. They sell me things. But I also know, like, this house is not real. Yes, it's easy to be like, like, there's a TikToker, actually, that just posted she bought a house from an old influencer, like an old influencer's yeah. house. And she's like, it's such a joke. Like, you know, and she, it's hilarious. And there are truly people, my friends, my age, yeah, that don't realize, like, guys, what you're seeing is just a billboard. Like an influencer is just the modern day billboard telling you to buy something. So just like know that and move on. <laughs> I see all the TikToks on Instagram reels because I'm an adult of <laughs> these kids on Instagram that have a phone to interview people mm-hmm. passing back and forth, which I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, we've done walking interviews on the pod. <laughs> yeah, but some of this is like, if this is your job, grow up and get some For professional sure. equipment, asshole. <laughs> Have some respect for people that have actually done this. Anyway, but they go up to someone and they ask, you want to fuck me? Ew, what? You know, like just straight on the street. And these girls say yes or no. And what? the people go up like, can I take a tour of your apartment? How much money? You-? Like this is a job now. Of, according to what that. you see on Instagram is oh. these people that just like keep up the hustle, do this. And if I was in high school, I would literally think, I would think like, you can do this as a job. Yeah, that's This person's true. living, so obviously he's getting money doing this. Well, maybe his family's rich. Maybe he's yeah. working at a fast food restaurant. You don't know. Maybe he's in credit card debt mm-hmm. up to his eyeballs. Yes. But whose job is it to teach your kids that's not a real job? And parents just are yeah. working two jobs all over the place. Because, like the discussion we had at breakfast today, it is near impossible. It's not impossible. It is very challenging for both parents. If you are working a traditional full-time job to one, afford childcare to find available childcare yep. three, be able to cover when a kid is sick. Like w- we were saying with some friends at breakfast, you have to like the world better freaking stay this the same and allow people to have flexibility in their jobs. Get your job done when you need to get your job done. Take care of your shit when you need to take care of your shit, because there is not enough childcare period. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast over the last three years. There's not enough childcare and there's certainly not enough affordable childcare. So if that means a parent has to be able to pick their kids up and then keep them at home after school, let them do that, employers. If you can, if you're able to, it doesn't work everywhere, obviously, but damn, what a difference that makes. The lack of compassion in the world is something that really hurts me. And I think it's exemplified by our leaders. I think people know, I think Donald Trump is a horrible disaster. And I have very little respect for people that voted for him mm-hmm. because it normalized a lot of terrible things. And one of the things that it normalized was just hateful speech. Yeah. So uh, I believe it was Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Babbert, one of those nut jobs, <laughs> um, they tweeted out, there was obviously a horrific shooting at a Colorado Springs nightclub where six homosexual men lost their lives because 
of who they choose to love. Mm -hmm. And she tweeted out something like 10 people die a day of fentanyl overdoses and six people and Joe Biden does nothing and six people get shot and all of a sudden he wants to ban guns. And first of all, it's a false equivalency. It's playing to the lowest common denominator. She's a horrible human being. Also, all of a sudden we want to ban guns? How about all of the other mass shootings? In the past, someone like Kevin McCarthy, who's going to be Speaker of the House of Representatives, would come out and bitch slap her (laughs) and say, have some class. Yeah. You're a member of Congress. People just lost their lives. And no one does that anymore. It's all who can score points. It's all this just terribleness. It's this lack of compassion. It's And it's fine. If if the president of the United States can do that, why can't I? Yeah. Don't we all want to be the president of the United States? Isn't that an aspirational person? It's allowed a lot of uh, free speech, let's say, which we're not against free speech here. <laughs> and you're for free speech. But now it used to be if you said something like that, you could get punched in the face. And yeah. you know what? Kind of got let go because, hey. Now you might get shot. Yeah. <laughs> now you might get shot. You're going to get sued. You're going to get canceled. I, oh, oh, the cancel culture. Um, can I say my, my favorite memory about the political climate of the last three years was um, we had to adjust our holiday wine event big deal for the company. We were like, what do we do? Right. Yep. Because it's COVID, not COVID. It's co- well, you know, uh, do we have the event? Do we not? Ah, it's a hundred people, you know, what the F are we going to do? So we hosted it outdoors and it was insane, but we lucked out with a really beautiful November night. Um, but I mean, it was a lot of work. So, it was so much work. And we, it was a Saturday, but we did not have election results yet. And we found out the results of the election. I remember I was I was at Sino Nature Conservancy yep. uh, trying to set this event up. And I remember where I was walking yeah. and I got a text or an alert on my phone or whatever that Biden had won. And it was like, it honestly was Brittany like, blew you off. It wasn't Brittany. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I can do this event. And like, you know, it was, would have been yeah. terrible to try and yes. like move forward. And I know that sounds dumb, but like that memory sticks in my mind. So I was like, okay, there's some hope in the world. I can move forward with this crazy ass event. <laughs> But that's my favorite political memory of the past three years. One of the big trends the past three years has been that what's old is new again. Donald Trump running for Mm. president. Kind of a dad (laughs) joke, but not a joke. Something that has been probably even more depressing than the politics in the news is your house situation. Dude, it's not depressing anymore. (laughs) So in the past three years, I've managed to get a house built. Shut up. (laughs) From scratch. Well, if I built it from scratch, I'd be doing fine. (laughs) And Bridget's been working on a house reno. Uh, So we've had our representative sagas of building a house, furnishing a house, which I don't decorate my house. Still got white walls Still, everywhere. Yeah. No curtains. You're never going to have curtains. No, I don't like curtains. I just get like dust mites on them. They're dark. They're heavy. I don't <laughs> no, like curtains. curtains are not, none of my curtains are dark or heavy. I don't like curtains. <laughs> they're light and airy, in fact. Then what's the point if they don't block light? decor and they do block they like filter the light like my big picture windows instead of beating right in we still let the sunlight in but it filters it so it's not it's just great like song. painful <laughs> well bro uh yeah our mostly my house saga has been just me whining that my house is not being done <laughs> but now it is being done have you so. found a mason yet oh yeah the mason work is done i already paid him Check. <laughs> uh, I got some texts from my contractor this morning. We've been waiting on an electrician. TikTok. 
Uh, but I just got a text that supposedly he'll be there tomorrow. Really thought this portion was going to be done before Thanksgiving, but here we are. It's definitely not going to be done before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I can't wait until you can host a Friendsgiving in your beautiful Me new too. situation. I'm really struggling. I talked about this last week, I'm sure. Um with my countertops in kitchens, I like two very distinct, different looks. And one of them is like a ballsy move. It's a very artistic, bold move, which I really want to do, but I think I'm going to go with the boring one. You should get the hair darker first and see how you feel about the countertops. Like, <laughs> be really as mad you're about standing behind hair. it, and like, <laughs> does the darker hair look good with each one? Like, what are we thinking? The darker hair is going to look good with the ballsy one, but I'm going to hate my hair. So then, does it mean that I hate my hair and my countertops? <laughs> yeah, the house has been a journey, man. Um, and it is uh, exciting now, but we both have homes, so that's great. We're thankful for our houses. It is Thanksgiving season, so thankful for our houses. Ah, la la. Thankful for um, <laughs> our kids. Have you had to explain like Thanksgiving to Simona yet? Like, like what Thanksgiving? Not is? really. No. We, for the first time this year, Elliot was asking a bunch of questions, and somehow I forget where it started. It didn't start with like what is Thanksgiving, but it was something to do with Christopher Columbus. And like then it just all Indigenous went down. People Day? I, maybe. <laughs> and then it went all downhill to like Thanksgiving. And Tyler was like, Well, we stole this land. I was like, well, I mean, like, let's just maybe do a broader overview for our six-year-old broad. So um, yeah, that was fun to try and explain it. We were really just trying to push the like gratitude thing. Like, we'll explain the pilgrims and the Indians at another time, I suppose. But uh just be grateful is what we're going for right now. It's it's going great. It's not really a concept. It's a really hard concept. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's that's where we're at with our house, man. <laughs> God's greatest blessing. God's greatest blessing. Kids, I didn't have any when we started, or did I? Yes, I did. I had a not sleeping Simona. When we started? Yeah. What year was she born? 2019? 2019, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, right when I started. Oh, my God, literally, like, the week I started. Yes. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. Like, <laughs> oh, it's been, yeah. Holy shit. Like, I was like, finally, I have someone on my team to help at work with marketing and events. And we have this, like, where you have this onboarding thing where you get these things done. Wah, wah. JK, can you start, like, now? Because <laughs> Simona showed up a little early. A little early. A little colicky. <laughs> a lot colicky. Sarah's almost dead. Well, she's great. She's, she's great. great now. Everyone's great. Childbirth. <laughs> my favorite thing about it is... Uh, Oh, and I had an eight-month-old. Yeah. Well, June, whatever that is. July, August, September, October. Well, yeah, my kid was four months old when Simona was born. Yep. Okay. So also I was doing great. You were also doing great. <laughs> yeah. The um, You helped me get the car seat figured out because I had we didn't have oh, yeah. car seats figured out. We didn't have anything figured How out. How early was she? She was three weeks early. Three weeks. Okay. And, you know, first kid, it's going to be late. It's going to be late. So my parents were on vacation oh, that week. my kids were early. So our plan was... We're going to do everything that we need to get done for work's going to be crazy the week before my parents leave. We're going to do everything that we need to do for Simona the week my parents are gone because uh, yep, yep. I could take off in the middle of the day a little bit easier that day Yeah, and bang through some stuff. Well, And then, you know, we're two weeks ahead of due date. Probably, and Everyone loves to tell you. You know, they're just teaching you that that's the rest of your life. You can't plan. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, our kids have grown up together and our kids have grown up during this podcast. Uh, Elliot was three. Lucy was four months old when we started. No, Elliot was three. Yes. 
Math is hard. He looked like he was seven. I was like, now I he know. looks like he's 12. I feel like they grew three inches in the last week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I we've had some – I don't know. I don't want to jump ahead on our favorite kid corners, but <laughs> I have a very favorite kid corner. I just have new we'll ones. Have share. Oh, you have new ones. Oh. One is a new, a new one, and one is a summing basically the best of them all up. Oh, yeah, I have my very favorite one, and I feel bad that it's just about Lucy, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Lucy is a very special butterfly. You know, a beautiful, delicate flower is what we call her. I think I was talking about this with someone else. Um, it goes with the last three years. I think we this will be harder for you to, to discern because you just have the one, and she grew up during the same time as Lucy, but it, it is a vast difference how my kids behave period. Um, yes, based on one, you know, like first kid, second kid, but 100% based on the fact that we took Elliot everywhere with us. Yeah. We were out and about all the time. He can sleep through a freaking tornado. He is polite at restaurants. Lucy doesn't have a damn clue because we didn't go places with her because we couldn't. She turned one during COVID. So like, you know, she was born right. 2019. Yep. And then she turned one in June of 2020. So it was like this weird time because in Lake Geneva, COVID was over in Memorial yeah. Day weekend, right? Yeah. They just like were like, yeah, cool. But in between there, I got COVID and was very sick right at Christmas while I had a baby and we had a three-year-old. Were you though? You weren't so sick that you couldn't slow roll Chris Kindlemark. <laughs> it was in my car, man. I had to get out. That I was the biggest caffeine move I've seen in my life. What was I supposed to do, man? I don't know. Stay at home. Drink your chicken soup. No, but at my house, I was sequestered to one room. Because remember, this was COVID when everyone thought they were like, I'm going to kill my kids if they get it COVID. It sounded lovely. It sounds like everything you've always oh, wanted. It was awful. It was mentally very challenging. But anyway, good time. So Lucy didn't grow up like going to restaurants the same way Elliot did or breweries. <laughs> you know, they go now, but the behavior is very different. So I see that with Shannon's kids. You know, it's, it's completely different with how your kids were. Yeah, it's hard to say with Simona because there's so many factors. At yeah, play. of course. I just don't know. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, this is just one more thing. You overanalyze your children all the time. She reminds me of myself a lot because she's like going into a situation. She's very shy at first. Mm. Wants to kind of stand in a corner and watch everyone and not okay. get touched. Okay. And then she's like, cool, great. Like, give yeah, her 10 minutes. And sure. then that's like her. She's not a Lucy, like, dive right in type. She's She needs that time. Like, she went down to my parents yesterday, and her boy cousin ran up to her as she's trying to walk in and, like, give her a huge hug and got right in her face. And she's like... Oh, even cousins. Yeah. Oh. She's like, privacy, please. Interesting. You know, she's like, I would like to get in, take my coat off, take my shoes off, see what's happening. Oh. And then I'm good to speak to people, which is kind of like me in oh, the morning. I thought like, you meant just with strangers. No, like, so like daycare, one of the things we've started doing, because she was having like a hard time is we've started having her breakfast to eat there. So oh. now she can like go in. And this was one of the teachers. I did. They're like, she actually is better when you're late almost. And. Oh, interesting. So, like, she doesn't eat breakfast at home. We give her, like, a snack bar or something. And then she gets there. She sits down. She eats her breakfast. And she's like, okay, I can deal with all of this now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's, like, her thing. It's, like, she's good in almost any situation. She just needs, which is honestly, like, a Nick trait. Huh. Like, I will do this. I just need to, like, sit in a corner and look and figure out the vibe first before I'm good. <laughs> I will do this. I just need oh, – give me, like – just give me a second, please. Let me open – I will figure out why the toilet isn't flushing. I will figure this out. But just could I sit down for five minutes, have a sip of Red Bull, and then we'll we'll proceed from there. Um, I – Elliot's a dive right in. 
Uh, Lucy, Lucy is too, but then out of nowhere, she'll be really shy. And it always like worries me immediately because I'm like, what, what, you know, she'll cling on my leg and I'm like, what happened? What's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. You're just like overwhelmed because you're three. And that's a completely normal reaction. It's just not what I'm used to. So yeah, but damn kids. What a journey. Anything else from the last three years that you're just like. About my children? No, just in general. Like I do have a couple things. Well, I don't, I think we need to talk about them during our favorite episode segment. I have things like I just need to say and I'm trying to figure out where they go. (laughs) We'll talk about it in a little bit. talked a lot about the drinks it's dinner plus drinks i kept my notes off of here on a separate document mostly because i was working on an airplane (laughs) so tell me about food have you had any particularly memorable meals yeah the that meal you want to I talk eat, about the meal I eat like eight times a week. When Shawarma? I, no, when I have no other food in the house, I roast some broccoli and I put it with noodles and some Parmesan cheese. It is literally what I eat five times a week when I can't like figure out another meal. I wanted to talk about how excited I get when I make that Bridget meal <laughs> and take a picture of it and send it to Look you. Look at this shit. Look, Bridget, I'm not fancy. I made a Bridget meal. <laughs> Look, this didn't take long. It's easy because. For those of you that may be new, this is a weird episode for you, but I give Nick shit all the time because he's like, it's so easy. You just quick make a roux, then you peel the potatoes, then you squash them, boil them, lick them, feed them to the cows, come back in, (laughs) milk your own milk, mix it in, and in four hours you have this easy dinner. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I don't understand what's so hard about that. I made macaroni out of a box. (laughs) Oh, man, macaroni out of a box. Come I on. I freaking love macaroni so out of a box. So <laughs> terrible. You have so, changed my perspective on what is quick and easy food. Yeah, bro. Because Very much so. Because quick and easy is not making a roux. <laughs> That's all. I, I roux thought, is so easy, though. Literally melt some butter, whisk some flour in. No one says, I'm going to quick make a roux for an easy dinner. Shannon does. Not. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Let's get her on the line. Shannon. Let's get her on the horn. Shannon. Sorry if you're busy at work right now. I think she's finishing up a staff meeting. I asked her if she could take a picture at the clinic for me. I was like, hey, uh, do you happen to be at the clinic today? Yes. Um, I just need this video. I'm going to go. You're going to get a... you have a couple days left, so you're going to have to f- input on this one. Oh. Uh, Small Business Saturday (laughs) is changing. Yeah, it does. Uh, In case people aren't aware, I... Hate Small oh, Business Saturday. He does. He I does. have a personal vendetta against it. Uh, That's true. I struggle with this part of our relationship, Nick. <laughs> and uh, I have a new concept that uh, I'm going to do. Oh, yeah, you have to send it to me. I am still working through Small Business Saturday. And it's going to be, uh, I'm curious how you're going to feel about it. I'm going to hate it because I like Small Business Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so I think you might actually like it because it's. Mm. Stay tuned, everybody. I mean, we made a bomb video for Small Business Saturday one year. Thought so, we were just resharing that. <laughs> yeah, so I think I have another one I'm going to do quick. Okay, Ish. okay. It's going to be so easy. It's like just make a roux and just then go a, milk, milk a cow, cow and then, you know, feed that milk to the cow and get the seconds of the milk because Strain what you want. the milk. Yeah, so what you really want. It's like the coffee that comes from you feed the coffee beans to the monkey and they poop them out and then you make the coffee from Yum. that. Yum. Like you need that regurgitated horrible. Wow, we really have you ever had that? No, that's disgusting. Also, we haven't talked about coffee nearly enough on this podcast. No, you've seriously never heard of that monkey 
No, who, that's coffee. disgusting. It's the most expensive coffee in the world. People love it. It's supposedly no. incredible. I will never do that. Oh, I I'm know. I'm not eating I'm... feces. Nope. No, you're not eating feces. It's like the bean, and it's clean and no. steamed. Obviously, it's steamed. It's coffee. I don't believe it. <laughs> I had monkey. this argument about water out of a hotel sink. It's the first thing is you monkey pee. It comes up monkey poop coffee. <laughs> Shut up. Do you um, drink water? It's called out of- Kopi Luwak. How much is it? It's expensive. But like how expensive? Let's find it. I just cut my coffee budget because I'm a responsible adult and I was spending way too much money on coffee. Ew. Right, so what I found on Amazon. This looks like turds. It's $400 for a pound of 400? beans. Holy shit. So I know a guy that. This is disgusting. When I knew him, he was uh, one of SC Johnson's global project managers. Okay. So like basically any big initiative they do, he led the global SC Johnson team on it. So it was, you know, like whatever they were doing. So he was flying to Indonesia a lot for it. And he brought some of this back. And I was like, nah, bro. Like, this? Poop coffee? Yeah. And people that are really into coffee, because he was able to get a lot cheaper at the source, obviously. Oh. But, okay, okay, okay. I found a website that has it much cheaper. $25. There we go. I think we should try some. I don't know if it's legit, but I want to throw up looking at it. So. You want to try it? Are you saying you want to try this poop yeah, coffee? Yeah, I've tried coffee. We had a yeah. whole episode of me trying a bunch of coffee while driving. Well, oh, we had two coffee episodes. I am brave. Because the other ones were, uh, uh, what was I trying, what am I trying to say? Oh, iced. The other ones were like, we had oh, a that was so disgusting. in studio. Yeah, they were all disgusting. It's horrible. Um, oh, it just made me nervous. There was motion in my front door. Tyler's home. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought, but there was somewhere in here before we started talking about poop coffee that I had something important to say. So food. We were talking about food. Mm. So one meal that was fancy that I really enjoyed. Oh, got it. Yeah. Was a COVID meal with Shannon was conveniently in Chicago when Alinea was doing takeout and picked up all of the Alinea takeout. And we all hung out at my house and... Made oh the God. things. I think Lucy passed out in our bathroom. Um, like asleep? Yeah. we. I think we put the pack and play oh, in there because like, it was like the darkest, out? like, because I think she liked sound machines at the time. So we had the like exhaust fan going on. Oh my God. That's so funny. I don't remember that yep. part at all. But. And uh, oh, funny. yeah, that oh was gosh, so that awesome. That was so That good. was so much fun. I forget about, see, this is what I love because I forget about all these things. Like this is literally, I have to just go back sometime and I do this. I go back and I look at like, um pictures from a year ago and I'm like oh my god I forgot about this memory because I have no brain anymore sorry about the loud thud <laughs> I also was I was looking at pictures of Simona from this time last year and she has more hair it's incredible more hair now yep she does have more hair I actually Still just noticed not a that. lot of hair but <laughs> she yeah it's, it's so growing Where, d- did you guys not have a lot of hair as babies no ton of hair both of us what a weird thing I don't understand that's it. truly just I'm like not a, a geneticist oh no no <laughs> could you please explain it to me um, yeah, food. I don't know. I remember talking about putting goldfish on my taco salad once because I didn't have Doritos. That about sums up my food life. I, I was like, I need to say this in front of Nick so he can make vomit noises on air. Is there anything that I have suggested that has worked out for you? That shawarma, um, like powder shit that you gave me. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> I call it powder. Shit. Uh, that was good. Uh, I'm sure you taught me how to do something with the turkey one year that I never did because I don't ever make turkey. Do you want to talk about the best thing we ever did? Yes. Thanksgiving Pop-Tarts? Bro, yes. 
Thanksgiving, I was just like making a post with them last week or something or, you know, whatever. And I was like, I literally want to make these this year. I know. Me too. They they were beautiful and so good. I think it was the best of our working skills of we did a lot of planning to have it implode. And then within 10 minutes, we pivoted and did something even better. Yeah. Look at that. We're so relaxed. Who needs a plan? (laughs) Look at us. Pivot. Pivot. Um, also, we made a seven-layer dip or whatever with yep. leftovers. Also good, but not as beautiful as the Pop-Tarts. No, the Pop-Tarts were incredible. Those photos were great. I mean, that whole that was, that was a marathon of a day. All y'all that don't think content creation is a job, that was a super long day of a lot of work. I was watching Babish, the YouTuber. Yep. He has a Thanksgiving turkey video that he did in collaboration with ButcherBox. Oh. And he did four or five, and he also screwed up his deep-fried turkey, like cooked it over a little bit. And one of the things I love about him is he owns it. And he's like, yeah, it's 10 degrees over, but it still tastes good. Didn't we do that? Yeah. Oh, I was like, isn't that exactly what Yeah, so I was like, okay, this guy's getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands to do this, and he also screwed it up. And also, But at the end, he said, it's been a long shoot day. We did four turkeys. So even this guy that literally does it. All the time. All the time had to get four turkeys done in a day. Which oh. is just an exhausting day. It's a lot. Plus setting the tape, like, plus all the other things. Yep. Yeah. It, it's a lot. It was so fun, though. That was a good day. I, Damn, Thanksgiving yeah. Pop-Tarts. We should both make those this year for the day after Thanksgiving and see if our families think we're crazy. <laughs> they Probably. Will. Yeah, that's, I don't know, food. I mean, <laughs> we're about to talk about the most delicious food we had on this podcast in our next segment. <laughs> but I think that's about it with food, right? Feels like I'm missing some things, but that's okay. We're about to talk about it next. Just also all the tacos. I ate a lot of tacos this weekend. A lot of tacos. So Cal. So Cal. Taco capital of the world. It was there was a taco bar at the wedding. Are tacos even in Mexican food anymore? These were. But they're American. Thank you, Mexico. <laughs> First we took Texas, then we took tacos. Oh damn. <laughs> Sorry. Quite the journey as a podcasting team, too. We started out with some crappy mics and a crappy thing. <laughs> now we have a whole studio. There yeah. was a journey into video. Yeah, that was short-lived. No, actually, it wasn't. It we wasn't. did it for a long time, but then said goodbye. So then sorry. we said goodbye. R.I.P. <laughs> Videos so of us. we've done a lot of these, you know, good, normal episodes of just talking yeah. and therapy. And thank you for joining us for all of them. But we've also done some special ones. We have. Do you have some favorite special ones? Can I list some of the ones that are on here? Yes. My ultimate favorite for sure was the Kit Kat episodes. I know it's the first one. I know it's the one. But I love a good taste test, especially when people can't see you and you have to just like hear the barfing noises of the most repulsive Of Kit the Kats. maca Kit Kats. I mean like the bean, red bean Oh, the red Kit bean. <coughs> and then we almost were oh going to do the same with Oreos, but like the Oreos We did all, do the Oreos. Oh, we did they do the were Oreos. all good. Oh, duh. They were all So this is another thing. I wrote down a few others that I don't think we ever published. There was one that I don't think we published or maybe I just forgot that we need to reminisce on. It's a holiday one. Do you remember we rewrote Twas the Night Before Christmas? Oh, yeah, we did do that. Did we release it? Yes, we did. Okay, phew. Otherwise, you guys, we were going to do it for you now. <laughs> I couldn't remember if we released it or just, like, messed around with it and we're like, nah. <laughs> we did do that. That was one of my favorites, actually. Twas the Night Before Christmas and then tasting episodes because, like, who doesn't love a good taste test? 
I really enjoyed the Olympic series episode. Uh, Shannon, you are a great sport. Thank you for playing along. And the bad internet when I was up north. Uh, Brittany, thank you for playing along with all the shenanigans as well. Oh, yeah. Those were good. Special. Um, we did a few walking interview episodes. So like at Das Fest, at Winterfest, and those were great, not because they were crappy audio of us just like recording on a cell phone, but that's a great example of Pivoting, first of all, but like getting out in our community and just trying to get people to like be part of, you know, I don't know. I thought it helped our vibe. I think so. <laughs> people knew that like we're out in our out in our community doing something cool. Something that I think has a very special place in my heart, and I'm assuming yours as well, is our fairly regular St. Patrick's Day live recording with Kevin yes, Fleming. Yes, those were so good. And we got to sit inside his store, which they retired for, you know, they had been on Main Street forever and retired and we got to record in there right after they retired, right? Yep. Um, yeah, and it was so, and so we got to sit and people watch, and it was the best because people would like stare in the window creepily. That was the Winterfest one, I think, oh, that year that we did it? during the sausage shop. Oh yeah, during this. Oh my god! Oh the sausage shop. We just sat um, there and drank some beer and watched people. And Kevin's just, uh, Kevin gives me hope for my future. I know Kevin's just like thriving in retirement, and you deserve it, Kevin. I know, isn't it crazy? I don't know. We talk about Kevin all the time and how well he's like just doing his living his best life. <laughs> he's been an important person in both of our adult journeys yeah. here as like Geneva people. Absolutely. So it's been fun to be able to do that with him and Oh, that uh, was a really good yeah. one. Um we got to welcome on was it our first guest? Um we got to welcome on my sister Brittany yes. for an episode. Yes. And uh she was working somewhere that she had to like be more appropriate than we have to be on air. Uh we were still doing it on YouTube, but she got to share it with all of her people at work out in Washington State. And it was um she she's an environmentalist, so she, you know, it that's the brief it's the brief answer here of what she does, the very short the very short answer. But um yeah, we got to have her on to talk about some very important things and it was fun to Saving see. whales is very Saving important whales. to us. <laughs> More like trees. Um but yeah, that, that whales, was fun. trees. Was, I, you know, whales really are kind of the tree of the water. The tree of the water. What do you think about that, Brittany? <laughs> or is that the kelp forest? I don't know. One of them. So both of my sisters have made cameos, which has been really fun. Um, I think both when we were still doing video. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. God. Those were great. That was a fave episode. I enjoy recording from various random places on vacation. Oh, uh, yeah. Remotely. I like cheers liked, on video. <laughs> yep. I like recording from Washington when Ukraine started getting blown up. I was like, I think I was on the thing with you. I was like, Bridget, I don't know if like I should catch a flight out. Oh, yes. I remember this. Because so I like to do one GTFO trip a year for just a couple of days by myself. And this year I went to Washington, D.C., which I've spent a lot of time in. It's very special to me. I know very well. And I have never seen so many hushed conversations, including oh, like around so some major crazy. terrorist events Ugh. of people like, this is not good. Uh, so it's kind of like, is there going to be a mass pat? Like, should I, I get out before that. Russia invades? Like it was a serious consideration. Oh my God. I forgot about all our room. Our remote recordings were always a treat. <laughs> and then of course, 
My true favorites that we didn't get to this year because they take a long time to research. True crime. True crime. <laughs> All the murdery podcasts. I had two options for local crime as well because um, one of them was highlighted in a political ad like a hundred times. Oh, yeah. About like the person who was thrown off a bridge or something. Whatever. It was one I was going to do. I had two different ones. And they just take so long to research. And honestly, uh, we just time got away from me. So true crime ones were fun. I feel like we've done more special ones. I just can't remember. It wasn't it before Christmas. It's still my favorite. <laughs> I think we should re-release that actually this year. We can. Maybe we should do that. Noted. It's the end of the episode. And every time we end with... Kid Corner! It's time for... Yeah, I haven't come up with recent Kid Corner, like actual current event Kid Corners, because I I went backwards and picked out my very favorite Kid Corner of all time. So you have two here. So why don't you do your current and then we'll... Uh... My first favorite one, we're sitting down to dinner the other day and Simona turns to Sarah and goes, my mom, you my bitch. <laughs> my bitch. And we're like... What? Because there are some kids at daycare that say things where you're like, yeah, you may have just said this because, you know, the one kid may have come in and said that to a teacher. And we're like, oh, that's so nice, Simona. What did you say? <laughs> you both my bitch. And it gets worse. I love and it. we're like, what? And I'm like, could you say it again? And she's like, best. And we're like, oh, oh. we're your best. <laughs> and she's so funny. It's, you know, Ron, late Ron Mention. Uh, Whoa, how could late we have gone Ron so Menchin long? Oh. Has the things with his girls. He's like, you know, I, I always wish they would keep that mispronunciation because I don't want to correct it. It's so yes. cute. Uh, this one was like hilarious. And she kept saying it. I got her to say it in front of my dad yesterday. <laughs> you did? Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh. that's funny. Um, but. That one really oh, that made us so laugh. Good. It's so funny, too, because, like, so when she says Simona, she goes, Fmona, but she can say Sarah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so it's like she's like, Sarah, but she's like, Fmona. Wow, why? That's weird. I don't know. Sarah, yeah, because they're both. <laughs> do like I don't I know. Do that? I was like, Sarah, Simona. <laughs> I do love, um, I'm very much. I've mentioned it before, but like happy to move on to the next phase, not like a longing for the past phase. And so, but the one thing I know I'm going to miss is like Lucy's already almost out of like, she speaks very clearly. And yeah. so, but there are a few things. Like when like, she says, go fuck yourself, mom, it's yeah, very clearly. It's very clear, mom, GTFO. But she's still like, she says umbrella for umbrella, <laughs> you know? And so like, I, I love those things. Like I keep a note in my phone of all the funny things both of them have said like that. Cause I'll miss that. Uh, but because that's like kind of the last like little kid thing that they do. Um, but I'll, I'll miss that. You know what I won't miss? My favorite kid corner. Have any guesses? Eating your own poop. Eating your own poop. Kid corner started as a segment to make you all feel better about your parenting. So nothing makes me feel better than when other parents tell me that their children have eaten their own shit Literally, not falling, but actually put their own poop all over their own face. Uh, so if you weren't around for that, there was a time um, that we were at my parents and Lucy was napping in a pack and play. And I don't know how old she was, somewhere between one and two, I think. And um, she like, I feel like I heard something. I don't know. I went up there and I was like, 
partway up the stairs, and I'm like, man. Is there a dead raccoon in here? It stinks up here. And I'm like, oh, crap. She probably threw up. Like, uh, I just don't handle it. Whatever. I walk in the bedroom, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I turn the light on, and there is literal shit all over this pack and play. So she was in a phase where she was like, we must have just started switching her into, like, two-piece pajamas. And I'm guessing she pooped in her diaper, and then she was itching her butt. Like, you've seen your kids do that. Don't act like my kids are the only ones. And sticks her hand down in her pants and was itching her butt that had shit in it and wiped it all over the crib. And then I, like, oh, my God, now I'm panicking. I'm like, Tyler, I need you to come up here. I turn on the light. She has it all over her face because, you know, then she's a, a baby. She's rubbing her face. And so I had to call poison control or I had to like look up poison control. I don't think I called and was like, do I have to go to the hospital if your kid eats shit? And basically it was like, if they eat their own poop, it's fine. But if they eat someone else's, you should call poison control. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> There's a whole thing now, you know, inserting things, poop into you. Uh, they call it like fecal implants that helps your gut health. Oh. And uh, like, really, you should Google it. I mean, no, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe but, don't. Uh, it's like a great way to for certain like cancers. Even they think it's gonna help cure stuff. I mean, maybe I'll so, consider it if I'm dying from cancer. Maybe there's other good. Maybe there is a good way to eat someone else's. So poop. everybody, <laughs> poop coffee, poop injections, and poop all over my kid's crib. <laughs> I just had to share this one because the you my bitch one was just too funny not to share it. Yeah, I had it's to. So good. But the other one was last two nights ago, we were eating Sunday night dinner, which is very important to us as a family. Yeah. Like we try very our Sunday nights are like what we try to protect. Okay. Of like we're gonna be home, we're gonna watch a movie. Yeah. We're just chill. Gonna be in bed by seven o'clock. Sure. Like that's when we're <laughs> like end. So we're eating our dinner. I made meatloaf. It's very easy. All you need to do is get some combination of ground beef and ground pork, mince up some carrots, little onion. Kill the cow, get the beef, pasture, whatever. <laughs> An egg and a half for two pounds of uh, beef. Two is too much. Breadcrumbs, salt, oh pepper, Worcestershire. This anyway, is not easy. I make very good meatloaf and I made mashed potatoes. I don't peel the potatoes. That's smashed potatoes. No, 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 no. They're still mashed. No, I'm not here for this. <laughs> so, oh, you like to make it harder, I guess. That's right. I love a complicated dinner. Give me the bag of instant mashed potatoes. <laughs> so we're, we're standing there. We're eating, and Simona's sitting nicely. And she doesn't like pooping in on the potty. She likes oh, to poop yeah. in a diaper. So she goes, oh. I need to pull up. Okay. Oh, pull you have up. to go get a pull up? Yeah, because she's in undies usually, you know. <laughs> Shit. So yeah. get the pull up on. We're like, okay, we know what's coming. And she only has a pull up on. She's otherwise naked. Yeah. And she stands up in the chair after she sits back down and starts eating again. Puts two hands on the table, standing on the other thing, is proceeding to, like, continue to grab food and just starts sweating, like, sweating, going, like, disgusting, eating in one hand, pooping in the other, and it smells so bad so bad and she's just like okay bro time to get her to stop eating i was like i don't i don't know what to do right now uh this isn't in the parenting manual i think you're supposed to like it's okay it's normal to poop uh (laughs) it's not normal to poop and eat i'd be like want to move to the bathroom i don't know what to do so anyway Uh, it was it was a big poop oh that's so good she really enjoyed her dinner, uh, but I just think that's what this whole thing is about. You know, eating, 
uh, sweating on the Peloton or pooping, <laughs> whichever way you get your sweat on. We're here Get your for sweat it. on first, then stretch. Kids poop at that age is the worst. Oh, yeah. It's not hard. It's not soft. It's, and it's weird so colors. Smelly. It's so smelly. This is what it's all about here, guys. Parenting. All about. What a joy. Falala. Falala. Um, yeah. You know what else? I know I'm going backwards. Do you remember what we did for our 100th episode? I don't. Jeopardy. Oh, that's right. That was so much fun. Yes. I'm going down memory lane, guys. We might have to do that. And when we got weird and did interesting questions. Oh, that's a good one, <laughs> These too. are all the notes I needed to bring up. I was like, remember all these weird things we used to do? Meamber. Oh, so. Oh, meamber, the aunt meamber. Anyway, guys, that was a little stroll down memory lane for you. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's great. We've had really steady listenership. We've had a great group of people. Yeah. It's been super fun. This is great for us. Uh, therapy for us. Yeah, it's obviously. always fun to do. And it's cool to have all of you. We've met new people through this. We've <laughs> we made have. great connections, and it's really quite awesome. Literally one of my new mom, newest mom friends is through the pod. Hey, Beth. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> so, yeah, we now, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. We had to sing for you. So we're just trying to keep our shit together. And with my job transition, we're going to take a little breather, uh, figure out how we're doing this. But the intention is, lucky you guys, to keep this going. So even though I'm moving on to a different job, we still want to keep uh, Dinner Plus Drinks going. We're just going to take a little time and figure out what we're doing next and how it looks and what the schedules look like. There definitely won't be an episode out next Sunday, which I believe is like the 28th. Yeah. Uh, 27th, maybe. 27th. So we would normally have an episode then. There definitely will not be one then. Uh, we're not sure yeah. if there will be one out that first week of December. We, Like Bridget said, we got to figure out yeah. schedules and all that stuff, recording times. Um, but So we'll, we're working on yeah. the cadence, everybody. So but we'll figure something out. You'll hear from us in early December. Faux show. I can't let the holiday season go without doing some kind of holiday-themed podcast. Ba-la-la. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy 150th. Bye-bye.